Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Two words to me in three years of Bret Hart Welcome to Hanksy Panksy, a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends fill themselves mind, body, and soul with streaming video of dog spit collector Tom Hanks. I'm Sam Siegel, and I'm one of those dumb idiots. And I'm your problematic mutt in the pound, Luke Patrick. This week we watched 1989's Turner and Hooch. And uh, and Luke, how was your watch this week? Man... It was good. Actually, I, I very much enjoyed the chance to turn off my brain and watch an extremely dumb movie about a dog and a dude and just buckets of spit. Because, uh, Sam, the world's not great right now. <laughs> for, Ooh, it ain't. For a lot of reasons. So what I'm proposing is that we go to island time for this one. Just slide on into some nice, relaxing vibes where the world's perfect and there's nothing but Turner and Hooch. I will do everything I can to try to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, perfect world. It's a perfect world for a bit. But um, yeah, you know, it was it was good, good conditions. There was no scrubbed launch this time. I did commit to the movie, and I did watch it through the mouse hose for the first time. Oh, you did? Yep, yep. Jumped onto oh. that Disney Plus stream. Uh, make sure to give Mickey Mouse my $5 at the gate. I am uh, firmly attached to that mouse hose. Oh, yeah. It, they've got the pipe just right in your mouth. Mm, yeah, right right in the feeding tube slot. Well, how was your watch, my dude? Extremely disrespectful. <laughs> okay, explain. It just easily the most disrespectful watch I've had so far. Um, my, uh, my, my wife and I watched it together, and I gotta tell you, I, I couldn't really give uh, uh, Scott Turner, uh, Tom Hanks, my attention really at all. Uh, we paused multiple times to um, look at the cat, um, <laughs> to uh, get some ice cream, to to go do something else. I think we I think we just left for a minute and did something else. <laughs> I just you know I wasn't gonna listen to him this week. Yeah, uh, you you heckled a movie in as much as anybody can heckle a movie. Essentially, yes. Damn, dude, you hate to hear that. Did you? <laughs> did you i mean you watched it technically in in the most technical sense i did yeah yeah and and i gotta i gotta tell you so i i feel like i should explain why this watch was was pretty disrespectful yeah give, give, give it to I, me 
I do try to to respect Mr. Hanks as much as I can. You know, it's been been a bit of a shit week, and um, and you know, I just I just had this thought earlier in the week, and um, you know, doing doing this podcast, we're we're spending an increasing percentage of our finite lives mm. uh, watching the works of one man over and over and over again. You know, we we live in a in a truly wretched country on a uh, dying and burning planet orbiting a sun that one day long after humanity's whole history is but a blip in the entirety of the life of the universe that sun will will expand and obliterate this planet in its entirety erasing any sort of last image of humankind you know that that sun's in a in a universe that over time will grow darker and quieter and deader Oof. each millennia. Fuck it! Luke, do the plot! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um. Well, yeah, on that note, <laughs> here's Luke Patrick's patented 3x structure or your your money back guarantee um i see through our video that sam is is recuperating <laughs> so um folks yeah here's your your three acts um turner and hooch is a movie about uh tom hanks once again playing a cop a kind of reversal of dragnet in the sense that now turner is a straight-laced by the book kind of cop who in Act One, we are introduced to this dockside liver. I don't see. I don't think he's a worker. He's just an old dude who lives at the docks, and his rather large, very slobbery smegma dog, Hooch, who just dribbles fluids. And uh, Hooch is quite intimidating. Tom is very scared of him, uh, but has kind of a working, working relationship. So in Act One, it's shown that the people next to this said old man on the docks are doing something of an illicit nature and then the old man is murdered so the dog is now a free agent tom takes in said dog uh, act one is him figuring out how to live with the dog as he's not a pet guy he's very neat and orderly he meets a vet who becomes a love interest act two is them uh deepening their romantic interest in each other uh he becomes more friendly with the dog things are going great they're kind of figuring out a working relationship while he investigates the neighbors and then uh, in, I honestly don't remember what this what the change is between Act Two and Act Three. But in Act Three, approaching the resolution, it is discovered that the police chief himself has been part of the illicit activities, and uh, there's a fight in the warehouse across the bay from where the old man was murdered. Uh, Hooch and Tom are basically a power duo duo at this point, and Hooch saves the day by taking out the police chief. He is shot in the process uh so this is a dog movie in the classic sense um <laughs> he dies uh resolving the question of whether or not tom will learn to love this dog he very much does it's very sad and a huge bummer so i'm going to totally ignore that part of the plot and instead say that due to island time here on uh hanksy panksy island uh that never happened at the dog at the end of the movie that we see tom hanks has acquired is in fact still hooch uh and he's now married to the vet and life is great uh he stays in the town and uh everything's good here on hanksy panksy island time isn't that right sam 
Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that dog is a-okay. He's recuperating <laughs> just fine, and he will live again to, uh, to slobber all over everything that Tom Hanks owns. It, you know, I didn't really do the plot justice there because there's a lot of other stuff in between. Um, but it is kind of a loose structure. But overall, I will say it's a pretty well put together movie. It's it's very tight. Um, yeah, so it's kind of a shame that you, uh, you know, couldn't couldn't quite maintain the focus there, Sam. Uh, I think uh, Turner and Hooch has a lot to offer. Yeah. So so what I'll say, and and ladies and gentlemen, I'm I'm going to be pretty quiet for the rest of this podcast because I have decamped to the outside of my house in in an, an attempt to cool off and get those good good highland vibes and um i am in full view of of my neighbor's backyard and they do have <laughs> young children and uh I, I do plan on talking to, about some pretty ribald things but also i'm i'm realizing now i am i am sitting outside in front of a computer with a, a pretty sizable microphone and it is a look yeah, man, but you got to do what you got to do to get those island vibes. How's the island oh, yeah. vibes I thought? Uh, you know, Sam? I got to tell you, the the weather out here is spectacular. Mm. Um, things things in Arkansas have cooled off considerably, and it's uh it's it's pretty nice out here, Luke. I got to tell you, how are things over there in Colorado? Man, the island vibes here in Colorado are pretty great. Yeah, while I continue to digest uh, Turner and Hooch, you know, I'm. Uh, sitting here on the rich sandy beaches that Colorado is known for. I'm having a mango smoothie, enjoying the sound of the waves, just sort of lapping in. And uh, I might apply some more suntan lotion here in just a moment where, uh, you know, here in island time, everything's great and sunny always. It's a pretty good. You know, the, the suntan lotion is is very much required. Uh, you you got to do that. Protect your skin. Don't get a sunburn, folks. Yeah. I, I did forget to ask, um, did did you miss Tom this week, Luke? Well, given the Island Time vibes role where everything is perfect and the world is amazing, of course I did, Sam. I always miss Tom every single week. This week was no exception. I was very much looking forward to turning off my brain for an hour and 38 minutes to absorb this movie through the mouse pipe. And it was a, a pretty good experience when I was looking forward to. How about yourself, sir? Um, of course, you know, with these Island vibes, I, I definitely did miss him entirely. Um... You know he's he's my best friend and he's a great guy and mm. uh, and you know I can't oh something just fell on the computer uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah no he's my best friend and he's all our best friends he's America's dad he's a great guy um so so you enjoyed the movie this week I think enjoyed is a strong word <laughs> I enjoyed what the movie did to me in that it was an entertaining hour and thirty eight minutes. And uh, you know, overall, a pretty good time. It wasn't. It wasn't the worst we've seen in any respect. I definitely had a pretty good time with this one. How about yourself, sir? Is this a is this a thumbs up or a thumbs down for Turner and Hooch? Turner and Hooch. Hooch is a pooch, and Turner is the man with the plan to get to Sacramento. <laughs> oh, I was not expecting that. Oh, that's good. <laughs> That's so good, Lou. Just a, just a little ditty I came up with. Um, I gotta tell you, I, I was more entertained by that song than I was this movie. <laughs> well, let's dig into these meat and potatoes really quick before we do dive into further things. As my song uh, very clearly elucidated, 
there is a subplot where Tom is about to be transitioned to Sacramento to be a big time cop instead of a small time cop in whatever coastal yes. city this is set in in California. And then at the end of the movie, he decides not to do that and he stays a, a big fish in a small pond. Um, but yeah, what were what were some of the things that were were sticking out at you here? I, it just it it felt really like slow and and, and bland. I got mm. I got to be honest. Like so so you know there's there's the whole thing with the old man getting murdered, and then like that gets sort of sidelined uh, for for Tom to kind of get along with Hooch, and then he meets the vet, and then that kind of doesn't do anything except later when they are just suddenly in love. Yeah. Um, and then it's just kind of back to Tom learning to deal with Hooch, and then suddenly, like Reginald Vell Johnson has gotten like a crack in the case or something. Yeah. And Reginald Vell. Jo- Val- sorry, Reginald Vell Johnson as his partner in this movie. Yes. Well, not really even partner. Just the guy he's training to take his soon-to-be former job. Mm, that's true. Um, and then. And then they just figure out the case, and then Craig T. Nelson is the bad guy. <laughs> Coach himself is in this movie, folks. If you yeah. want to see Coach slash Mr. Incredible as a dirty cop, this is your <laughs> kind of movie. Um, really quickly, too, uh, Mary Winningham was the vet, and I, I got to say, I loved her performance in this movie. Oh, she was wonderful. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. She was she was uh, fantastic. Uh, easily my my favorite part of the movie was just her yeah it was kind of cool because she's given a lot of the standard love interest but without too much depth to her character kind of lines but her delivery of these lines was so natural and so Mm -hmm. good um she managed to like claw out a respectable character out of essentially cardboard um she made a full 3d set with it it was it was really inspirational well and and she played a character which while you don't really see their their relationship uh developing kind of at all it makes perfect sense because she is such a likable character Mm, yeah her interest is very plain it's it's right there in the way she's portraying it it was just masterful Mm -hmm. oh yeah just just a great job i there's something i want to talk about luke okay I want to talk about Tom Hanks's fat cock. <laughs> we'll keep it PG for the neighborhood, Sam. Here yeah, on Island kids, Time, we are PG. <laughs> the the kids aren't outside, so I can talk about his. Well, you know what? I'll keep it. I'll keep it as clean as I can about his big meaty bepis. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, so we see we see a lot of uh, Tom's Tom's uh, uh, peepus in this one. Uh, because he's in his underwear a lot. Yeah, and sort of a speedo cut brief as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll say, great legs. Great legs mm. on that guy. Yeah, and I don't think it's a, a conspiracy theory at this point that what he's what he's carrying around in that speedo, you know, he's, he's smuggling a lot of budgie in that speedo. Okay, yeah, that's what I want to talk about, because they, I think they had to use black underwear for this, because... <laughs> They had to do everything they could to minimize the size of that big, big peener. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, and I got to tell you, there there was a shot where he's like kind of bent over, um, like on his knees, and yeah. like on his hands and knees, 
and it's shot from the back. And it, dude, not not only do I think that he's got just a th- thick, thick sort of uh, all beef Frank down between <laughs> those legs, I th- I think he's I think he's pecking a, a couple meaty clackers too. Yeah, we get explicitly a Tom Taint shot. Tom Taint. <laughs> Tom so, Taint. So, folks, if that's what you're into, <laughs> Turner and Hooch can deliver a full 10 seconds of Tom Taint. <laughs> yeah. You. I mean, do you, do you feel like the the black underwear was deliberate? I mean, I think it was definitely obscuring. I don't know if they explicitly had to do that, but I love the image of them shooting this originally with some self-titled uh, tidy whities and then realizing that the power of what was there in those Hanes briefs was not enough and that they needed to to recast the underwear to, to hide the, the thunder going oh, on yeah. in I that mean, situation. Ooh, let me tell you, he put he put Hooch to shame. Yeah. I, I got like I bet I bet Hooch um had some some real confidence issues seeing Tom uh, with with everything that he was bringing to this party which again as I check to make sure the children are not outside is a big fucking cock yeah I mean I think we would all have some confidence issues if we weren't all enjoying it so much seeing uh, the schmeckle and the speedo here um, oh yeah and um, and speaking of hooch I I would like to bring just sort of a very one time only very specific uh, segment this week mm. uh, that is actually not of my own creation, uh, and this would be Hooch Facts with Kenna. <laughs> um, so this is a segment submitted to us through our suggestion box by your wife. Yes, uh, so she she brought this up during our extremely disrespectful watch. Sure. And uh, and just sort of started regaling me with Hooch Facts. So, so are you interested in some good old-fashioned Hooch Facts? Man, here on Island Time, we always play Hooch Facts. I am lotioned. I am in the sun. I've got a brand new virgin virgin daiquiri here. I'm so ready, Sam. Hell yeah. So, um, a, a number of dogs played Hooch... Oh, God. Okay. Uh, oh, no. We're good. Sorry. I thought the wind was going to blow over my table. <laughs> the um, wind on Island Time is always perfect, Sam. Oh, it's a nice, cool, healing breeze, let me tell you. Um, so, so Hooch was played by a number of dogs, but primarily by an 18-month-old dog. Sorry, 17-month-old. So that's mm. that's not a fully grown dog, and it's a big fucking dog. Ooh, that's an extremely good point. Hooch is a mountain of a dog. Yeah, that's a it's a meaty dog. You know, you got Tom's dog and you got Tom's hog, <laughs> uh, and all of it just chock a block with meat. So the other thing is, apparently the producers did not want too big of a dog, because hmm. they thought too big a dog, and and people aren't gonna like Hooch because uh, they will reasonably believe that that Hooch has killed before and will kill again, which <laughs> I do want to talk about. Has a taste for it. But uh, so they decided on a, a specific breed, and Luke, I'm gonna butcher this, but it is the Dog de Bordeaux. Hmm. I mean, you're, you're, you're right on the money, man. And here in Island Time, nobody corrects your French. We aren't that kind of French island, so I will let you have it. And there were, at the time, fewer than 300 of, of this breed of dog in the U.S. Whoa. Yeah. Not a lot of hooches out there. Do, do you know if there were more after this? Was this a revitalizing factor for the endangered species that was the hooch? 
I'm sorry, I could not source that hooch fact. Mm, yeah, that's okay. Um, and then uh, uh, d- just one final hooch fact for you. Apparently, uh, hooch had had the hardest time with two things in this movie. One was grabbing Tom Hanks by the throat, mm. um, as hooch does early on in the film, and drinking beer. <laughs> and so what they had to do instead was replace the beer with chicken soup. So you're telling me that they initially tried to actually feed this dog beer? As near as I could tell, yes. The way the fact is worded does imply that the producers on this film said, hey, we've got a 17-month-old dog, let's put some beer in it. You know, if we weren't on island time, I would have some concerns about how the dogs were treated in this film. I am concerned about it but because we're in island time uh no worries every scene with this dog was perfectly safe and everything was totally fine yeah all all the hooches had the times of their lives yep also i was gonna bring it to you speaking of meat um Mm -hmm. there is a a large fixation on sort of the unneutered nature of hooch in this film Mm -hmm. and much like tom yeah the both of them um actually that's a good addition so my original idea was that for the sequel of this film because hooch is totally fine at the end of this movie okay yep is that the sequel would be a sort of bachelor party-esque romp where hooch is going to be neutered and they know that this is happening so tom is going to give him the time of his life and with your recent addition here sam i also think it'd be amazing if tom was to get a vasectomy at the same time literally the same time we'll find a vet he'll do it holding hands well yeah we'll find an inpatient surgery to uh do this at the same time it would be exceptional and i don't have a title for it yet but i'm very open to pitches oh oh um Okay, okay. Uh, Turner and Hooch 2, The Last Hump. Ooh. <laughs> I love it. Because uh, Reginald Vell Johnson does, uh, later on in the movie, he very much asks Tom Hanks, point blank, did you hump the vet? <laughs> That's a good point. We're already drawing the parallels here for this sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, they laid the groundwork for it. Yeah, and to be fair, there's a lot more at risk for Hooch in this sequel. Oh, yeah. But we'll we'll make sure that the buddy dynamic is is really present for that. Yeah, um, because Hooch, Hooch fucks. Mm, yeah, it's featured very strongly in this film that the vet's dog, who is a beautiful collie, if you're a fan of collies, this is a grade A collie. They uh, yeah, prime collie. Hooch is Hooch is extremely interested in this this we assume female dog i mean i guess she's pregnant later so Mm -hmm. there's no deeper deeper subtext there yeah uh weird weird way to pull that movie into i i thought Mm, yeah just focusing on this this big horny dog this big slobbery slobbery dog and i don't know if that's a thing for this breed but he does produce a lot of fluids why is it so foamy I man I I wish I knew. I very much did. It doesn't bother me here in Island Time, but while watching oh, it no. I was quite quite disturbed. There's a scene where they're on a stakeout and there are just gigantic streams coming off of this like, dog. Like icicles, stalactites. Mm. It yeah. just I mean like almost almost the length of a human neck, I would say, 
Oh, yeah, easily. You could wash your car in the amount of volume that's being produced here. <laughs> um, let's, let's see. What else uh, did I want to mention? Hey, the paint color. Um, you know, Tom, Tom helps uh, the, the vet paint a room. And what would you call that paint color? Um, I would probably call it uh, salmon vulva if I had to guess. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. I was—I'll uh, be honest—I was proud of what I was bringing to the table, which was just um, areola pink. But salmon <laughs> vulva is powerful and good. It's a hard one to ask for at the at the Home Depot. <laughs> but, yeah, you're, what you're implying here is that the the shade of pink is a disgraced kind of pink. It's a, and I got nothing against the color pink. It's a lovely color, but this one yeah, is it, not. <laughs> it's a. This is in particular is a very bad pink. I would not want it in my house. Uh, it's even, a very, even on island time, I would say. Yeah, it's a very bold choice to paint a majority of your home in. Yeah. Well, it's a look, and mm-hmm. I do respect going all in on uh, <laughs> salmon vulva. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sam, uh, did you have any favorite scenes in this movie? Given that you kind of did a drive-by on this one, did anything stick out to you as something you, you really enjoyed? Yes. So there were there were two things though there is one thing that i i wanted to highlight before i talk about my my two favorite moments okay when when tom goes to the pet store to buy everything for hooch he is so upset upon finding out that all that stuff cost 97.51 yeah and i gotta tell you ken and i both were like that's so fucking cheap Mm -hmm. inflation my dude yeah, when when we went and got maybe half of that much stuff to get for um, our second cat, that was two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, which I think is about what that would cost now, given inflation. Man, I, if it weren't island time, I would talk about what that says about our economic situation right now. <laughs> but I'm not going to get into that. Instead, I'm going to talk about my two favorite moments. Okay. One is when uh, Tom returned. Actually, they're basically the same scene. Tom returns home to find that Hooch has has trashed it, just absolutely gone hog wild, ruined everything in his beautiful home, and uh, Tom ends up finding Hooch just going to town on his nards mm-hmm. uh, on Tom's bed, and I, I just loved that long look at Hooch just slop, sloppily just <laughs> licking all over his He's now, uh, a, I guess, clean, clean, clean nards. Yeah. Um, and then my other favorite moment was basically right after that, when, I think it was right after that, when Tom um, uh, turns around and starts saying, I'm going to get my gat, my heater, my piece, <laughs> my, and he just keeps naming different words for gun. As he does go get a gun so that he can ostensibly, you know, actually, I'm not going to go into that because this is Island Time, baby. This is Island and we, Time, we baby. We don't talk about Tom Hanks' dog killer. We don't, we don't bring that up here on Island Time, baby. Mm-mm. So, Luke, what was your favorite part of the movie? Man, there were a lot of good ones in here. Um, 
I think one of my absolute favorites is at the end when they're having the big fight in the warehouse where Hooch is totally fine and nothing happens to Hooch. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Not nothing. even a paper cut. Totally smooth transition from this fight scene into the epilogue where Hooch is A-OK. Um, Happy as can be. I forget exactly when it happens, but there is something that happens, and it's so refreshing to see here at the tail end of the 80s a wailing guitar sting uh, accompanying a vicious hit. So something happens, and then there's just wow as this dude gets leveled. And, uh, man, that is a level of, of sonic bravery that I haven't seen in a movie recently. The movie had a lot of that, and I think it stands in proud contrast of, say, The Burbs. Where yep. the the music I think was folded in seamlessly with the film and, yeah. and all fit. Whereas like I I noticed the music on this one because it had those kinds of wild ass guitar screens. That's not even a word, but uh, <laughs> you you know what I mean. It's island. All time. words are words here in island time, baby. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just just wow. And then like uh, you know they'll be chasing someone down and you got. <laughs> and like just wild ass guitar and it's it's so synthy and yeah. in full 80s it's it really is a beautiful thing that was my favorite there's some other moments that i i enjoyed there's a wild scene that i've come to respect now that we're in island time where the dog farts in the police station and we just spend a full five minutes in a fart joke so uh, which luke, again a level of bravery on that one luke i gotta tell you something and i'm not happy to be reporting this mm, I'm very nervous my wife loved the fart joke <laughs> yes validating that is extremely she validating here in Island Time laughed and laughed and laughed and like la- because it's a long scene mm-hmm. of a lot of people reacting to a single dog fart yeah uh, Tom Hanks Reginald Vell Johnson Craig T. Nelson all of them reacting very to this very powerful dog flatulence <laughs> and my wife adored it yeah we we see the full life cycle life cycle of a fart as well because <laughs> they let it rip and then over the course of about five minutes we see the, the initial it's like the stages of grief like we see the recognition and then you know there's the desperation <laughs> followed by the anger yeah, oh, and then yeah. the bargaining as they open some windows. I mean, it's it's really beautiful. Oh yeah, it's. I look, they did do the anatomy of a fart, um, <laughs> and I and I do appreciate that 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 they they you know took a gamble and they said you know what what audiences need to see in 1989 they need to see uh, a real time reaction to a nasty nasty ass blast, uh, <laughs> and and that's what families need to see. Man, you love to see it, especially with Craig T. Nelson at the helm, uh, <laughs> at the helm of this fart. So, so I do have a couple other things that I would like to highlight. Okay. Um, so, so they're in that car that they've sort of commandeered. Tom Hanks and Reginald Bell Johnson. I'm sorry, I, I'm just saying this like, like you know, there are no antecedents on Island Time. Yeah. Um. Uh. Tom Hanks and Reginald Bell Johnson have commandeered a vehicle to chase down the guy who murdered the old man or something. And the guy who had the car is still in it, and he's trying to help them figure out. And both Tom Hanks and Reginald Bell Johnson at the same time do yell, Shut up, Ernie! And I <laughs> I did enjoy that. Yeah, he's got his groceries in the backseat, too, so Hooch is just slobbering all over the groceries oh, yeah. he was taking to his mom. 
I think is what he said. Getting those so nasty. I also wanted to to say that Hooch's face does look like a rusty scrotum, and I'm just going to sort of leave that there. <laughs> yeah, to, to harp on that really quickly, they did mm-hmm. very much toe the line, uh, and I appreciated that you highlighted this in your Hooch facts. They really hit the uncanny valley between kind of a weird-looking dog and, you know, any other dog variety that you would traditionally sort of expect in a movie like this for the, right. the people to relate to. This wasn't a Airbud kind of situation. This dog's this dog's got character. I think they focus group this dog to see how ugly of a dog can mm. we get American audiences to accept, and they found it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this uh, is the exact line. This is the most ugly dog you could put on a movie screen and still have people show up to watch it. Yep, 100% agree. Do you think Tom makes a good omelet? Uh... <laughs> Do we see, so Sam's referencing a scene where he and the vet are beginning to make an omelet and then in every way possible fail to actually make an omelet, not because of a lack of culinary skill. They just never do it. So Sam, do we see him make an omelet? You see him uh, whisking the eggs, and he actually does it with a level of skill that I had not anticipated before. Mm. He and the veterinarian do, I would say, fully dry hump for a moment. It's It's an extremely horny scene. And frankly, I was surprised to see it on the mouse's own streaming network. Yeah, I will say it's so rare to see real visceral dry humping in a film, and we, we and, get a full minute of it, folks. And he moans. Mm-hmm. He, he moans. It's it's disconcerting if we weren't on island time. Yeah. Uh, on island time, I love Tom Hanks' moaning mm, so yeah. much. It's, All moans it's, are accepted here on island time. Mm, yeah, it's good moaning, baby. As pertaining to the omelet, though, I will say this. So my wife and I have been watching Hannibal, the Netflix series, mm-hmm. and yep. there's a bit of trivia there that Mads Mikkelsen, Mads Mikkelsen is an incredible chef and has a total apathy towards it. So they do these complex shots of him cooking various things mm-hmm. that just look, it makes you salivate so hard. Oh, yeah. And apparently Mads could not give a shit about any of it. Um, and is not interested. So I think, Sam, that's what we're seeing on display here with Tom as well. The man is a born chef. This is what he should be doing, but he could not give less of a shit about it. You know, I I appreciate that perspective on it, and I I love the idea of Tom having this world-class talent Mm -hmm. um, and then just going, "Hmm, nah, I could do a movie with dog farts. It's, it's like if Gordon Ramsay were a world-class juggler, but could not give a toss about it. Oh, yeah. And I think one final thing, because it's island time. I wanted to see, do you, do you think we could shake our faces like Tom and Hooch did to see if the audio will pick it up? I mean, it's never too late to try here on island time. Do you want to give it a go? Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a start. Let me, let me pull my headphones down so I can uh, not throw them across <laughs> the, the yard. <laughs> How'd that get picked up? For the folks at home, this is our first episode where Sam is on video for me, so I did get to visually <laughs> recognize <laughs> that entire experience, and it was very good. Luke, do you want to give our fine listeners a a, a piece of that? Of the the gel shaking, or explaining what the fuck that even was? Oh, the gel shaking. Oh yeah, okay. Ooh, you got a little little Nixon flavor on it with the sort of growling. <laughs> it just came out of nowhere, man. 
This is this is my Mads Mickelson is an amazing cook. <laughs> you can uh, you can catch me at the Ritz here in the island. I will be uh, impersonating Nixon all week, folks. It's not a good act. It doesn't get a lot of patronage. But look, try the try the steak. It's great. Uh, um. Well, well, Luke, if if you don't have anything else to add. I need to go get some stuff from from the pet store for my deeply ugly dog, and and I only have ninety five dollars on hand. So, would you uh, come with me to the Hanks Bank? Yeah, let's head on over. Conspiracy closet. <laughs> what Luke, is this? I have I have put a bag over your head and dragged you into a closet, and I've removed the bag, and now you and I are standing face to face lit with naught but a lighter held between us. This is the conspiracy closet. Yeah, I'm loving this. I I don't... The, the Turner and Hooch, part, maybe because of the disrespectful watch, did not have a whole lot of nuggets mm. um, for conspiracies, but it did have one that, um, lest you think Tom Hanks and Scott Turner are not the same man, I will, I will prove you wrong with one scene. Okay. So early on in the movie... Tom Hanks and Reginald Vell Johnson are talking to each other while they're driving around, and uh, and Reginald Vell Johnson does ask about about Tom's sex life, and Tom says that he has uh, uh, has fucked uh, four times this morning. He says, uh, I'm, "I'll quote: It's been four times this morning." And then immediately, there's a harsh, quick cut to fish. <laughs> and and that camera is almost zoomed in on the scales of that fish and so you tell me luke patrick that scott turner is not a scaly and i will punch you through this laptop screen holy shit so what you're positing is that when he says that he has he has achieved four times this morning mm-hmm. it is because of man this is a that's a graphic image, but one I cannot refute. Yeah, there was there was a line drawn by this movie, and it said, "Look, this man he fucks scaled creatures." <laughs> I do have to double check. There are no children outside. I yeah. got a little too comfortable. I mean that that goes beyond a birds and a bees talk. This is some more advanced material, but I do think it's material that's a hundred percent accurate, sir. I completely missed that, and holy shit! Yeah, it's uh, it's some serious stuff. The, the only other thing that, that we had this time was that, um, you know, Tom does have the, the cleanliness and, uh, and organization of, of a psychopath. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's really it this week uh, for Conspiracy Corner. I'm putting the bag back over your head and I'm shoving you out of the closet. Man, I loved that. That was such a tasty little uh, dunk into uh, opening my third eye and experiencing some conspiracies. You know, they don't all have to be big ones. Yeah, sometimes it's the small things, or in this case, the medium-sized fish that <laughs> Tom has been intimate with. Exactly. With his not-at-all-medium-sized pee-pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Sam, I do have another bit for you if you'd like it. Oh, yeah. I would love nothing more. Which is our return to Hank Your Money Maker, a segment in which I pitched to Sam three different business ventures perpetrated by Tom Hanks, and it is up to Sam to find the one that is true among the two other 
uh, options that are utter falsehoods. And Sam, this week we have a bit of a twist because this is Hank Your Moneymaker Progeny Edition. Ooh, hopefully I can I can get a better record this time because I am, what, 0 for 3? 0 for 3. You have yet to actually guess the correct one amongst uh, the rabble that I've brought to you. Okay, well, I'm going to try to redeem myself this week. Nice. So this week we are looking at the Hanks children. So I've got three different business ventures that I want you to guess from, Sam. Okay. Uh, are you ready? Uh, as ready as I can possibly be. So... In 2018, Colin Hanks launched his own clothing brand, Hanks Kerchiefs. The brand focuses on artisanal small batch handkerchiefs and premium wearables. Colin's products are made in California and feature designs created by the man himself, often inspired by nature and the national park system. Or, in 2016, Chet Hanks launched an artist review series for aspiring rappers called Open Mouth Mike. The events featured up-and-coming talent with a focus on political incorrectness and pushing the boundaries of free speech. Mm. After five tour dates across the West Coast, the effort was disbanded in early 2017. And finally, Elizabeth Hanks published in 2014 a series of children's books entitled Patricia Pelican and the Big Wide Beach. The series <laughs> took a lighthearted tone but featured such themes as standing up to bullying, putting garbage in the proper place, and being unafraid to express uniqueness in a cruel world. Ooh. Luke, again, you, you have shown an uncanny talent <laughs> at, at coming up with these business, business ventures. Hell yeah, man. This is our specialty here on Island Time. Do you want me to recap those for you one more time? Yeah. So off the top, we've got Colin Hanks, uh, son of, uh, I believe, elder son of Tom Hanks. Colin Hanks, handkerchief brand, amongst some other wearables. Two, we've got Chet Hanks' open mouth mic, a politically incorrect artist showcase for upcoming rappers. And third, Elizabeth Hanks, sister of Colin Hanks, children's book series, Patricia Pelican and the Big Wide Beach. I will now accept questions. So these these are all really great. Uh, I will I will just toss out sort of a fun fact okay. about me. Mm. Um, my dad's dad, for a long time, did work for Paris Handkerchiefs up mm. in uh, New York. So I do have a bit of a connection to the, the handkerchief industry, if yeah. you will. Yeah, you're uh, an myself. insider on this one. So I'm gonna uh, so so I'll do what I always do and rule out one immediately. Yeah, what and, are you thinking here? I don't think Elizabeth wrote that book. Mm, okay, um, so you're thinking that is that is untrue that Elizabeth would be a writer. If only because if memory serves, what I know about Elizabeth is I think she's like an accountant, mm, and okay. she is very much not in the public eye. So I feel like she would not go out and write a book about what, what sounds like a really lovely pelican. You're taking a firm stance against her being a writer. That's your that's your thought. Yeah. Now, this almost certainly means that that is the correct answer. Mm, it could be. This handkerchief thing, it's calling to me. Maybe maybe it's the family mm. uh, sort of relation to it. But you have also, if it's made up, very smartly played on my very negative feelings about <laughs> Chet Hanks. <laughs> You've expressed some harsh opinions there before, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm guessing that that Chet was the nasty boy that we all know that he is, and he did that really shitty sounding rap group. Nice. So your your final answer is Chet Hanks' "Open Mouth Mike." Unfortunately, yes. Well, Sam, guess what, motherfucker? You are zero for four because. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I can't I can't yell because 
uh, their dog might be outside and so they might be out too but motherfucker god damn it <laughs> I hate to harsh your own vibes but my dude it was in fact you should have gone with your instincts Colin Hanks handkerchief brand is a <sighs> real and purchasable thing if you want to get handkerchiefs <laughs> oh motherfucker Man, you were also doubly wrong because Elizabeth Hanks is, in fact, a writer and is working on a is children's she? series. I've just sort oh. of colored in the details on that one. Well, well, damn. I totally thought she was like an accountant. Yeah. You whiff this one big, my dude. Man, I, I'm i learning. I don't know dick about these Hankses. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I do think Elizabeth tends to stay out of the public eye, uh, and Chet does the inverse of that. <laughs> yeah, he does. Ah, uh, well. But, uh, yeah, that concludes that segment. Sam, damn. maybe better luck next time. I'm, I'm at this point. I kind of hope I keep getting them wrong. Yeah, you've got a, you've got a streak going. Maintaining a streak is worth something. It is. Uh, well, you know, if 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 that's all you got for this week, uh, I'll I'll start kind of going through some of our business items here. Nice. Um. So, uh, you know, if if you want, give us a follow on Facebook at uh, Hanksy Panksy Podcast. I believe we are on Facebook. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy, and uh, drop us a line at um, Hanksy Panksy Pod at Gmail dot com. You can uh, send us your own conspiracy theories. I I am genuinely interested in hearing them at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone has pulled into my driveway. And I don't, I don't know that we were expecting anyone. Nice. This is the well, Mossad finally come to claim you, Sam. Apparently. Anyway, so let me make this real quick. Uh, also, uh, thank you to Ryan Boyd for our, our genuinely fantastic uh, intro and outro music. You can follow them on Twitter at Ryan Droid D R O Y D. And uh, and and Luke, do you? Oh God, they turned the car off. Who is this? <laughs> oh, that would be my sister. This would be my sister. Nice. Well, I'll, I'll try to wrap this up. Uh, so, uh, Luke, do you have a final quote for us? Yes, yeah, Sam, do you know that Italian restaurant down the street? Mm-hmm. They make a lasagna. Not a great lasagna, but a good lasagna. <laughs> just, it's, it's just good, not great. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, folks, for, for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, with a bit of a special episode. See you then.